Good afternoon, everyone out there for our, <coughs> excuse me, next episode of Cats Chat Pod. So happy to be on here. So happy to be live with you, uh, guys. You know, it's been it's been an interesting week for Kentucky sports and all in general. Uh, quite a bit going on around. We got basketball, of course, going on now with some expedition games. We got Kentucky just played Tennessee the Saturday, and then of course we're already looking into the Mississippi State game. There's so much more going on. The girls already had an expedition game. I think earlier today where they played uh, Kentucky State, and I think Kentucky plays them tomorrow as well in the expedition game. Uh, I've seen something where they're honor honoring one of our local uh, Lynch, Kentucky, here in Harlan County. Uh, gentlemen that played for Kentucky a long time ago and, and had a more of a, a basketball career as well. Can't, his name slips my head. I think it's Mr. Peebles is, was his name, but uh, I thought that was pretty interesting how they'll be honoring uh, some of our local Kentucky. I think two people were selected on that. But yeah, it's been a uh, it's been an interesting week for sports in general. But before we get into it very deeply, Mark, how have you been doing? Man, been a long week. Just looking forward to this uh, four-day weekend coming up. So with Election Day approaching, uh, oh, okay. made it through Halloween and the hectic, busy schedule of DJing. So uh, I think I actually have pretty much the whole month of November off, minus maybe a date here or there. So uh, now, you know, got one more ba- uh, football game to head to Friday. Our, our guys are heading up to play Madison Southern, so I'll tra- travel up to do radio for that. Of course, we have Black Bear Madness tomorrow evening. Um, anybody okay. local, you can come out for Black Bear Madness. It's going to be uh, 7 o'clock, the girls and the boys teams. Um, okay. We're actually going to be That's bringing that be one sure. live, too. Uh, That's what you say. Y'all are streaming that, right? Yeah, with 105.1. So we'll be streaming that. Um, but after, you know, after this football game Friday, you know, if we if we're able to win it, we'll go to the next one wherever it would be. But not, it looks like it would be between the winner of North Laurel and someone else. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember who they were playing, but I'm pretty sure North is a heavy favorite in that one. Of course, Madison Southern is a heavy favorite in the one with us, but I'm just going to be honest. It's one of those things where I just – in the playoffs, anything can happen. You never know. I've seen stranger things. So, um, but – you know, just after that, we're, I'm looking forward to a fun basketball season, man. I, I have a feeling I'm going to be traveling a lot with this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they're going to the King of the Bluegrass again. They're going to be heading to the Arby's Classic, so I'm hoping to get to go to a few of those. So uh, it should be a fun season. It's going to be a busy season, but it's going to be fun. Well, good. <clears throat> I know uh, Harley County played Bell County uh, Friday night, and you got to go to that game. I listened to you a little bit on the radio as I was traveling back from work. And, of course, they had the uh, the state leading rusher, correct? Uh, yeah. it's um, His name's Daniel Thomas. Man, that young man, he's not big, and I think that's why a lot of D1 schools are not looking at him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he he was absolutely hey, – like just – hey, Johnny. He, he just could – He's elusive, if that makes sense. Just a very mm-hmm. elusive player. Uh, when he gets out in open space, he he can make quick moves and make you just juke you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Jared's here to be angry. Uh, so this should be a fun show. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a heck of an athlete, man. I'm hoping he gets uh, some D1 looks. Um, you know, we were actually – I know he's been to several schools like Austin P and some of those. Uh, mm-hmm. EKU maybe he's talked to them a little bit, but – um, you know, as mom, I got to talk to her in the press box. She was up there. She she played DJ for them during the games and played the okay. music, you know, for touchdowns and different things and um, had his coffee and donuts and everything. Like, honestly, it's probably 
one of the top radio visits I've had. I mean, I've been setting the bleachers at some places and just mm-hmm. had a spot in the press box, gave us coffee and like pastries. It was <laughs> for fat boy. It was a good night. You know, they were just very nice. I just had a good time, but, um, yeah, I, I told her we'd like I'd like to get Daniel on here sometime. He's actually leading the entire state in rushing. Um, I mean, and something's got to be said of that. I mean, just phenomenal athlete. Um, so is he a yeah. senior? Yeah, he's a senior this year. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Uh it'd be nice to have him on here before the season ends for sure. But well, he rushed uh, for like 281 yards against us. Oh, wow. Night, so. Like it uh, was just unbelievable. Gotcha. Well, guys, and uh, Jared, he messaged me through the week after the game with the uh, the sorrows that we got to go through. I'm with glad he messaged Kentucky. somebody. So yeah, well, you know, I see I how it is. I don't. You still have my card. Right. You know that. It's all right. I don't know if he messaged me privately or the cats chat. Nope, he messaged me. No, never mind. But uh, we talked back and forth a little bit. I tried to stay positive with him on some of this comment, so I hope we get into it at least a little bit here on what what happened, but. We'll go ahead and jump into what was really rough to watch at some points and fun at the same time, the Kentucky-Tennessee game. Guys, it it, it was a fun game to watch and, and uh, observe. Like the whole game, I felt like it was uh, intense. You know, it was uh, score after score, you know, big play after big play. And it was just continuing the whole night. He's like – He's up later than I than you are, Mark. Actually, I bet he's not. I bet he's not. Probably not, Jared. It's just Mark is probably on the Xbox, uh, and that's why he's not on Facebook or something. But you know, the game, the final score. Let's just kind of get with that. At least it was thirty-three to twenty-seven was the final score. Uh, some of the team stats. Let me see if I can just pull those up real quick. So time of possessions, we had more, 33 minutes to 26, uh, pretty much 27 minutes. Total yards, Tennessee had 481 yards to 444. Passing yards, we had 372 passing yards to their 228. Rushing yards, they killed us. It was 253 for them, 72 for us. First downs, 24-24. Penalties, they had eight penalties to their four uh, turnovers, zero, zero sacks. They had two sacks. We had one total plays. They had 68 total plays to 63. So it's as close to a game really uh, down the middle as you could be. Uh, it's, they never punt it. Oh, I'm sorry. Punt return. Uh, they had two field goals. Crucial stop. Well, let me back up before we get too far into that. How much of the game did you get to watch? Cause I, I turned it on, picked it up, uh, uh, at the end of the first quarter, and I watched the whole game after that. Oh, I watched pretty much the whole game. Um, I, I was DJing that night. I had a Halloween party that lasted from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. So, Ooh. like, I got to watch the entire game pretty much. It, I, I'm going to be honest, man. Like, let's just <laughs> let's just face facts. Why are people angry? Because it's Tennessee. I mean, it's, Tennessee. it's because of the name that we played. That's why people are mad. It's because it's a rival, Tennessee. I mean, you can be mad all you want, but the thing is, Tennessee's a pretty good football team this year. Um, they've played fairly well. They, I mean, yeah, they had the hiccup in Florida, which is another big upset for them. The Tennessee fans were just as mad as we are losing to Tennessee, you know? So it's they're a good football team. And when you play in the SEC, I knew going into this game, rivalry game, you could throw stats out the window, you could throw everything. It's just, mm-hmm. I mean, 
I was glad it was a good game for that much. I will say that. If you take away the first two drives from Kentucky, the three and out, and then you go for it on fourth down and you turn the ball over deep in their territory, it's a different ball game. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I agree with Jared. We should have won. Um, I do feel like our defense slipped a little bit. But let's just be honest. In all honesty, Tennessee's defense slipped too. After those first two drives, Kentucky put together some nice drives. Mm-hmm. Um we had a missed field goal that hurt. Now it was a deep field goal. Um, I would almost just say go for it, you know, mm-hmm. on that fourth down. You'd already went for it once deep in your own territory, and you were at about their 40 at that point. So I, I don't know. There, there are a lot of little things that you could you could nitpick with this game, but let's just be honest. Joe Milton had a great game as well, 17 of 20 through the air. But I think what gave gives me hope in this game, 28 of 39 for Devin Leary, Look to be more in key in key with Dane mm-hmm. Key and several other the receivers. Nope. I just felt like, you know, we said in order for us to stay in this game, for us to be a ball game, we knew Tennessee was going to load up. They were going to try to stop the run, and that's what they did. Mm-hmm. They did a good job of clogging it up and just filling the box. Devin Leary and the Wildcats adjusted. They they passed the ball when they needed to, and they made some very good. I mean, Key had 113 yards through the air, like on reception, seven receptions for 113 yards. Uh, Dingle had a big game, 61. Mm-hmm. Aaron Brown with 58. Several. What I like to see about this, you had, I think it's eight different players catch, catch a ball. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like one person was just targeted over and over and over and over. It, we spread the ball around. Um, rushing wasn't there. I mean, the, the, if you want to say what was one thing that Devin Leary did wrong in that game was maybe that big sack that he took that backed us up 10 yards there. Um, close. It was close to the end of the game, one of the last drives. I don't remember. But I think the key was when we missed that field goal and they come down and score a touchdown. It kind of turned momentum around. It made it a two-score game, and we never recovered from that. If we hit that field goal, I feel like the momentum shifts. Now, I'm not blaming the kicker at all. I'm just oh, no, saying. Oh, no, it was what, a 48-yard field goal? Yeah, it was a deep field goal. And yeah. I mean. I'm just saying, if you get those three points, say we got closer and got it down to the 20 and kicked the field, okay, I believe it would have kind of shifted momentum. And I, I'm kind of like Jared, though. I feel like the defense did kind of go to sleep a little bit. Um, I, I feel like we kind of let maybe maybe got gassed. Um, mm-hmm. And and I agree with him as well. The big blue wall, they did a good job. They only got one sack. I tell you what was Ooh, interesting about, about this game. Tennessee has a really good defense. They have a really good secondary. Mm-hmm. And for Devin Leary to be able to throw the ball around like he did, there were no turnovers in this game other than turnover on downs. Like there were no fumbles. There were no interceptions. Right. Um, it was a clean game by both teams, and Tennessee prevailed. And like I said, those two early drives where we couldn't do get anything going right off the rip, we had to adjust. They scored 10 points off their first two drives. Mm-hmm. It makes a difference. Now, I will say I feel like our defense did stand strong on a couple play, like especially early on, like when we gave them the ball deep, you know, in their territory. They got the ball. We held them to a field goal. I felt like that was a a minor win right there in that. But um, And I think even the defense would tell you they there were just some gaps. There were sometimes players got wide open. I know there was mm-hmm. one where it just – man, it happens. It's what it is. I mean, and 
I heard somebody from a, another media source just like, oh my gosh, just going off and saying, you got one job, you got to beat Tennessee. If, if you're a fan and your only goal is for us to beat Tennessee, I got to question your fandom. You know what I mean? Like, how much of a fan are you? If that's your one thing that makes you just that excited. Now, I, I agree. I love it. We, but I'm not a smack talker. I don't, I'm not one of these, my team's going to kill your team. I've never said that. I never have. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a numbers guy. I look at numbers. And I feel like I feel like there were a couple key plays. If they'd have went another way, it would have helped. And I think Jared just brought one of those up. If you want to <laughs> yeah. Up. Yeah, uh, I got you here. That gave them three points at the end of the half because now, granted, we should have never been in that position. But that that being called a catch, that just kind of was like, what? You know. Because it clearly looked like he didn't have control until his foot was down out of bounds. It is what it is, though. It happened for that to happen on your home field. Oh my goodness, that's unheard of. Now I understand why Stoops was livid with that. Oh um, my goodness, I, I would have been. Li- I mean, I was like, I, I just questioned. I was like, Are you serious? Like, how's that a catch? And I'm going to say this on that at least and interrupt here, and I apologize. To me, if that would have been called an incomplete and been reviewed, I think it would have stayed incomplete. I really think because I tried my best to stay unbiased on it as I watched it. Because as soon as he first touches it with his hands, that one foot is in bounds. Yes. And then he does bobble it as his foot comes down out of bounds. He didn't have so to like, control until his foot. Right. He, he, it, it, was, it was moving. So I'm like, man, I wish they would have called that incomplete because I think he would stay on that. And then watching the review over and over and over, it's like, it's hard to really say that is when it's considered. Uh, the announcers they were living as well. Yeah, I'm sure, but you know, I was watching ESPN, so I don't know exactly how the Kentucky fans or the radio station were going. But to me, it's hard to say. It's it's almost an opinion. Okay, his foot was down, it's caught. Now he's changing on his hands or something. You know, I don't know what they were really looking at. But from a Kentucky fan, it was not a catch. But as a spectator watching it, I would say since they caught it a catch, it's it was hard to prove that anything could truly overturn it so it was a big swing that's for sure uh catch well, no honest, catch whatever we could have stopped them too i mean yeah because i think that was third down and long on that one and it gave him a big first down to move him closer to uh field goal range to end the in the half yeah so uh <clears throat> the announcers i think on espn was talking about wow they're not really rushing up on this they're on like the 20 yard line there's 40 seconds left they made that catch and then boom they're at like the 40 on the other side uh, I'll bring up Jared's comment here. Uh, they said the reason it stayed is the rest. They not exactly. See, I, you couldn't really prove where it started as a catch. Honestly, you couldn't even see if his foot was truly down on the end or in play when he first caught it. So see, it's, it was such a hard angle to catch. But I almost feel like those types of catches they should be ruled incomplete. Then you watch the video evidence to see if there was completion. That's my. That's how I feel about it. Like when in doubt, just go ahead and call it, and then then you can review it. Because here's the thing: there are a lot of people on the other side arguing that they should have never been able to go review it anyway because Tennessee had already called another play. And I'm like, yeah, but we don't know what was happening on the sidelines. We don't know right. who was talking to who. It, Let's let's just be honest though. That's not exactly what beat you. It's just well under two under a minute. I think it's supposed to be reviewed, so they shouldn't have let Tennessee get that play. Yeah, off. I mean it hurts. It stings. Mm. 
but the sun comes up tomorrow. You know what I mean? It, it is what it, it is. And let's be honest. You know, I know I'm kind of repeating what you said already here, but Tennessee is a good team. They're ranked top 25, which we were at one point after we beat Florida, I think. But Tennessee is a high offense, ready to run quickly and get their plays off. Uh, I think they're second in uh, time to get a play uh, for the next snap. Uh, so, I mean, they're a hurry-up offense. Like, even the uh, time that they were trying to waste time, they weren't even in a huddle. They were just sitting there waiting to break their so-called huddle to run their play because they knew what they wanted to do. They had to wait for, like, 30 seconds there. So, I mean, they're a great offensive team. They're very explosive. Uh, Milton's got a cannon for an arm, and this is the game that he hit every target that he ever threw at. He never had a bad throw, really, you know, because the announcers talk about he usually overthrows everyone because his his power, he can throw 80 yards. He was perfect, basically, on, on passing on his decisions and everything. So one thing, Tennessee has, in the past three years, seems like they bust open plays against us somehow, always. There's at least a 40-yard touchdown pass somewhere in each game in the past three or four years. And it continued this game. Uh, if it Milton would do it with his – Played a really good game as well. All, both of them, like the Jaylen one that, Wright and Dylan Sampson. I mean, they just anytime it seemed like they needed yardage, Dylan Sampson was somehow breaking it out and and busting through, doing almost like the tough running. And Jalen Wright was the finesse running. I mean, they just they they had a phenomenal game as well. Yeah, and it just you could see fourth quarter that our our defensive line was getting gassed. Yeah, I can't remember what the offense or the defensive lineman uh, name was, but he just kind of faded. It looked like and was like, "Oh, I'm hurt here." So, I think you know we needed a couple blows, uh, take some breaths, you know, a timeout, injury timeout, or whatnot, just to try to recuperate for what was going because we we've not seen an offense like that. The hurry up that they were, I'm sure Stoops prepared for it, but still, until you face it, it's hard to be truly prepared for it. And I think conditioning got a little bit involved in this because we held our own through all four quarters. Yes, they were still scoring, but you know, it was a lot of long three or third downs and a six and plus a few times that they had to grind to get. But when it got to the fourth quarter, it's like, okay, we got to have a stop here. Oh, he slipped through. Samson just slipped through somehow. Oh, wow. They're already snapping the ball and we're just now bending over to get in their three point stance. You know, it was a lot of, Oh my goodness, we're starting to drag. And some mental errors happen during that time. And that's what happens when fatigue happens. So I'm glad that we are held her on. And I know we're bad mouthing the defense. That's why I named this this episode a tale of two stories is the defense couldn't ever catch a break, it seemed like. I I actually think they played well. It's just Tennessee's offense was was uh superb. They were very I mean, explosive. Yeah. And I'm, I think like what Jared says, like there were a lot of times where we hit them and we had them mm-hmm. and we didn't wrap up and they got extra yardage, yards after contact. And it, it really hurt. Um, I mean, I, I'm just sick of hearing fans say, well, what do y'all think we should do with Stoops? I mean, are you serious? Like that's the, like to me, that makes no sense because I, I'll mm-hmm. say this. Stoops has brought this program Leaps and bounds. I mean, and here's the thing, and it's kind of like what he said after the Georgia game. You play with what you have and you do the best. I mean, I feel like with the talent we bring in, and he's bringing in better talent year by Mm -hmm. year, you start seeing more stars go up. I mean, I'm not saying – and I think we have a lot of talent on this team. I'm just saying 
you're not going to be at a Georgia level now. It's just not going right. to happen. You have to keep building. And that's the thing about a program. And to to me, for people to say, oh, fire stoops, fire, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I just, I'm just Listen. sitting there going, man, like you got to dance with the one that got you there. You know what I mean? I mean, I can't understand. I, I, I get upset on losses. I'm not going to lie. There's some losses that I get really upset over. I really hate the way that we lost to Georgia. We did not even show up for that. It should have yeah. been somewhat of a contestant. That game makes me mad. We held our own constantly with Tennessee, and we weren't even a favorite in this game. So we were technically supposed to lose, and we played well. Like We had a chance to win this game. It just didn't pan out for us. I think the Missouri game is the one that stung me the most, being up That's what I'm going to – Right. That's the and I even messaged you on that. You know, if this team that our offensive team that we had against Tennessee played against Missouri, oh, that's lots out to my in my opinion. The way Leary, this is the other side of the story. The way Leary played, he made the right reads the whole game. He made one bad pass, and it was in the third quarter after coming out of halftime. That series, he made one good pass uh for the deep flats over here, and the announcer was like, Wow, that's that's a pro quarterback pass what he just did. And you could tell the confidence was up a little bit. And the next play, he took a shot that he shouldn't have. And it was almost intercepted. It didn't. You could even see Cohen say, hey, calm down, get back to what we're doing. He even shook his head. He's like, yeah, I shouldn't have made that 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 decision. The rest of the night, perfect. And one thing that people haven't mentioned either is, Mark, there weren't many drop passes either. No, I like, feel like – that's what I'm saying. I feel like they finally – like it clicked. You know what I mean? It just yeah. It's like you know, you're a teacher. Sometimes you you'll hit people with the same lesson over and over and over. That all of a sudden it's like, oh, it just that's what it, I always basically from Despicable Me, light bulb. You know, it's yeah, like and like even Dane Key, there was one pass that was a little questionable that uh, Leary threw us in double coverage. Here. Yeah, and like I mean, over his head, turned in his body, caught it, brought it down. I was like, there's no way. Oh wow, he caught that. Awesome. They got to almost, I feel like, went back to the basics a little bit and and refocus on what they're trying to do. And Jared might have a great point on this. They needed that bye week. And I think it was able to say, hey, listen, we are good. Let's get back to playing. And, of course, I'm going to bring this one up. I disagree. With, oh, let's see here. I, I disagree with you on this one too, Jared. Keep Stoops, fire Cal. I don't agree with that one. We'll get that one maybe more into the basketball season. But. Listen, I don't know why certain people on my Facebook and Twitter or X and everything, as soon as the game was over, there is like a book of a post that they make, just bad-mouthing what Kentucky's always going to be. That, that Why do we even worry about thinking they're going to be good? Guys, this team is good. Like, this is the first time we've seen this offensive click, and our run game was horrible. Let's be honest. Like, we've underperformed so far this year. We really have. Like the talent have. we have at wide receiver and tight ends, plus with our best player on this team, is that running back? Was it, who, was it Barry and Brown that went up and just took one away from a guy? Wasn't it Brown that did that? I, Brown like, made a good catch too. Yeah, I'm just thinking, think so. man, if we'd have had some of these in other games, man. Just I, I don't know. It's and I those fans that you're talking about there, that's what kills me. Like, They're I mean, so I, get 
Yeah, yeah, like, but that's the thing. I don't live and die by sports or by a team. Like, I, I love the Wildcats. I always bleed blue. Uh, I mean, I always support young people going out here and doing what they love. But that's the thing. People forget these are young people. What were you doing at 19, 20 years old? Jared, we don't want you to answer. Please do not top that out. But, but I'm just saying, I don't know, man. Like, I've heard people say, where were you? Like you said, the big, I know I, I probably could name some of the people who I saw their posts as well. And I'm just like, if that's the way you feel, no, find true. another job. Yeah, Jared was at war. That's so. true. We do appreciate your service, by the way, Jared. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, I'm saying, if that's the way you feel about the team, why not just root for a different team? Why even make the post? Like, I, if it bothers you that much, I would never watch. I mean, do you think, so think the Wildcats are going to come read your post and go, "Oh no, please, please stay and be our mm. fan"? Sammy Joe uh, made a, a hateful post said that we're always going to suck. They're right. Why are we even playing? Oh my goodness! Like, <laughs> just, I mean, it's a I waste of breath, in my opinion. Man, it's one of those things. That's why I hate Facebook. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, is people get so tore up and they, they'll mm -hmm. make a post and then we'll see how many people will join their cause or whatever it is. They're talking <laughs> about. It's like, oh, it's like two, a popularity contest. Um, and two, some of the comments, and I'm not, this is not personal to anyone, so I'm just going to throw this out. This is no shot at anyone. It's just an observation from, and I'm saying it's not just Facebook. It's X, it's Instagram, it's everything. It's but some of the people... Like when they put some of these comments about like, man, you know, uh, clear house, we need new players. These guys suck and everything. I'm like, I don't even think some of these people probably played sports growing up, but yet we can have a comment on how our team is playing. Like I, I love one of, I can't remember who the person was, but it was a coach. Like if you can do better, step up, get you a whistle. Come on. And, and that's how I kind of feel sometimes like, these players, and Jared, I'm sorry if you think we're coming at you since you said you're coming angry. I understand the anger in some things, but like to to say, I guess this is a little at you, to fire uh, Stoops with all, what all he's done here, we, we were barely, like it was a great season if we made a bowl. Like if we got that six win, it was always, we're at that four, maybe we can get five, well, hopefully when we play Vandy, we'll get that bowl game. It's been a bowl game every year since Stoops pretty much has been there, at least the last five to six years, I think it is. So, I mean. I agree with his comment here, too, though. it's it's He's upset because he feels like they're not playing to the potential they should be. And I agree. I agree. I, That's what I agree. Because I feel like we have a lot more talent, and people are all like, oh, it's the same normal. No, we have a lot more talent than people realize. Mm -hmm. We've just not played up to that potential. And I feel – I'm like him. I feel like sometimes you see shoulders drop. You see things – don't look good. You got you got to play through it. I, I think that's one thing that's aggravated me with our football team at the high school this year is they have so much talent on that team, mm -hmm. and there's so many games I feel like we should have won, and I feel like we let our emotions take over. Now I will mm -hmm. say Kentucky, I feel like played a lot more composed in this game. Not many penalties, not not any stupid penalties that cost you big things. I will say that Except I feel like oh, minus those few drives. I feel like they played a pretty good game. Mm -hmm. The whole, especially the offense, my goodness. Like, if we could have got 100 yards out of uh, our, our running back. Hey, wow. Ray Davis. There we go. If we could have just done that, I think it would have helped up a little bit more as far as 
having some more open guys because they couldn't back up because Davis was a – and it's not his fault. Like their defensive line was that solid. Uh, even the announcer on ESPN said they have a front five in even in their subs that can interchange and will be playing the NFL. So our, our front wall, our blue wall did okay, but it was tough going against them, and we couldn't get the running game going on. I wish we would have done a couple of screens for Ray Davis, tried to get the ball in his hand a little on the sides or whatnot, give him some some area to, to try to create something. But, you know, obviously I'm not a, a football coach, so I, I think Cohen still did a good job, especially with the uh, putting him out at the wide receiver or the slot, and he would come around on that goal line where he did score the touchdown. It got him in a different space where the the linebackers, if they were in a man-man coverage, by the time he came across in motion, he had uh, already picked up his speed and it was easily ran into the end zone. I thought that was a wonderful job. I, I'd like to have seen uh, the Wildcat maybe a little bit more just to see if we could get a ground game going. But I think it's funny that last week we were talking about this. I'm sorry, Jared, I didn't read that comment. How I said that there's, there's going to be two ways that we face Tennessee. It's either we go Wildcat and Ray Davis runs for 200, 300 yards, and that's how we stay in the game, or Leary comes out and, and we fire on all cylinders on the passing game. It was two. Like, you know, it had to be there. We couldn't have both for some reason. But And we did see the Wildcat one series, and it looked horrible. So I'm just glad Leary hopefully gets a boost in confidence after this game. And when we go into this next week, that we can carry this momentum on our offensive side. Well, I think um, one of the things, too, that, like like I said, they really loaded the box and they were trying to make us pass. I feel like the reason Tennessee was able to get so many yards on the ground is because we had to play probably more of a, a backed-off defense because mm -hmm. they were respecting Joe Milton's arm because they know that he's capable of doing yes. those big Hail Mary passes. So I, I think that was kind of the difference. I mean, if you look at overall yards, I just did some quick maths in my head, and it looked like – Tennessee had roughly 480 yards. Kentucky had like 442 or 400. Yeah, it was really close. I mean, they were re really close in yardage. I mean, that's a lot of yardage, a lot of offense from both teams. So I'm yeah, sure. 481 and 444. What was it? 481 and 444 for us. Well, I was pretty close with my with my call there. And honestly, you take away that 10-yard sack. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's always showing off. I agree with what Jared says that the defense was like stellar in the second and third quarter. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, here's the thing though. We say they were stellar, but if you look at that second quarter, okay, in the second quarter, didn't they, didn't Tennessee score a touchdown and two field goals in that quarter? In the yes. second quarter? Yeah, they scored so, 13 points. I mean, it wasn't that we were playing as stellar, but we were holding them to field goals minus the touchdown, right? And against so, that offense, though, a field goal is a, a stop in a way, the way they were playing. And I honestly feel like I think part of it, it's going to be a two-part. I think part of it is you're playing in a rivalry game, so you're, mm. you're busting tail on every play. You're going to be gassed by that fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. And it's easy to let emotions take over. And you put it in your head, so I got to get a stop. I got to get a stop. You become your own worst enemy. And mm -hmm. uh, so the fatigue setting in with the, that mental factor of it being a, a rivalry game, I think, can really, really hurt you. But I look at the mm -hmm. second half. When we came out in the second half, Tennessee got the ball. You know, we were trailing by six at that point, I do believe, 23 to 17 at halftime. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree, it should have been 20 to 17, minus that catch. Yep. We held them to three and out. And we got the ball back, but then we came back and we only, we had eight plays, moved the ball 36 yards, and then we were stopped on fourth down again. Yeah. And I and if I'm not mistaken, that's one of those where we tried to pass up the sideline for a deeper pass because I even questioned, well, why didn't we do you, a slant? Because we were eating them alive on those little slant routes and mm-hmm. even the little screen passes, like different things like that. We were doing a really good job with that, and I was like, why would we go deep there? Maybe just trying to catch them off guard and maybe – but I, I was like, man, we've been getting six- to seven-yard catches all night long. Why not do it right there just to get your first down and keep your drive going? So I really feel like that one hurt because then they're able to march down, kick field goal, two-possession game. And they, you know, we come down and score. It's 26-24 and everybody's hot. We hold them to a punt when they come back out. And we're like, woohoo! And mm. then miss field goal and they go score a touchdown. They, like, just took the wind out of the sails. And it just, oh, but the whole time you're sitting there going, so you're saying there's a chance. Right. It, it was a good football game, man. It kept you. It, it kept really was. Seat. And I'm kind of like him. I do feel like we lost some gas in the fourth quarter, but the defense have been on the field a lot too. <laughs> yeah. And. But their defense <laughs> on the field a lot too. I mean, it was just. It was quick. It seemed like every possession offensive series was fairly quick, minus a couple of them. There was never any give for any side, I felt like. Yeah. If we got them, if we did the stop or got a stop, which we had a few stops, it seemed like they stopped us. And if they scored, we scored. If we scored, they scored. It was just like there was no give on any side. And it couldn't have been we stopped them when we scored next possession they score, we stop, or they stop us. You know, it was just it was it was basically everything pervade on each side. I mean, even the points, like you know, the second half. Excuse me, they they scored a field goal, we scored a touchdown. The fourth quarter, we score a field goal, they score a touchdown. So the half second half was all washed. Is that first quarter that really hurt us where we didn't score on those possessions, the first two possessions? But the and rest that- of the game, man, it was just such a great battle. I think. That last drive, too, man, we got it all the way down to the Tennessee 10-yard line and ended up having to kick the field goal. I mean, yep. I felt like we moved the ball fairly well, and just all of a sudden it was just like when we get close in the red zone, I feel like we struggled a little mm-hmm. bit. So, but, but I was okay like, with that because yeah, we had to have a – well, we needed a field goal anyways. Yeah. So I almost felt like don't go for it here and no, try no, to no, take no, more time saying, off. I'm just saying you were that close to the end zone. Mm-hmm. Now let me ask you this since you kind of brought that up. I was, you know, because as they were kicking off after the field goal, the announcer said, now you're, or as it went through the uprides, actually, he goes, now it's all on your uh, defense to hold here and make a stop. And I sit there thinking, like, could they possibly be an onside kick here? Like, you know, it's maybe needed and there's four minutes left, but could it be sneaky right here to just drop one real quick? Yeah, but I think you're running a gamble right there because if you do an onside kick and you don't get it back, uh, that puts them in close to field goal range and they don't, you know what I mean? It just, that put right. them right back by two scores. So I get why they didn't. I I agree with you, but I just thought, man, this, this would be gutsy. This would be ballsy to do right here. Cause with four minutes, that Tennessee offense could have milked it very quick. And, you know, I'm not saying he's wrong for not doing it. I'm just saying, Hey, this could have been something else they could have done or just an, an, an angle with that. But we're over 35 minutes, so, Mark, I want to at least ask you this. We are 
five and three. A lot of teams picked us to be really close to this six and seven, and then you know eight nine wins, whatever. So finishing out the season, uh, let's see here. Jerry brought a comment real quick. What was it? Uh, the penalty that Tennessee had to end or at the end to give us a chance to turn it over. Uh, the D to go off stance. Uh, yeah, there was oh, yeah, that definitely hurt. Game the first down that definitely hurt us because it was that like hurt us big time. Four, I think like or it was third and five or something. And, I know and, exactly. what a, and what a way to end the game with a guy who was hurt that maybe if he known could have hobbled off of the field, you know. Was he? Since, see, I, I know what you're thinking. Was he kind of faking to try to get the, the TV timeout more or less or injury timeout just to catch a breath? But then it calls for a 10-second runoff, which then they didn't have a snap of play. Because if he doesn't, there's still the hope of possibly blocking a field goal or something if they punt there, because it was fourth down, I think. If they I can't remember exactly where they were. I think it's field goal territory. Yeah. If they punt, could we run it back? We've ran some back before. Could we have blocked the field goal? Could we have stopped them on fourth and whatever they went to and changes everything? I mean, but there are so to, many questions, like what if right. this had happened, what if that had happened. It, it, it is what it is. I mean. It, and it's over. But at least let's look at the positive part of it. You know, like our offense played well. Our defense made good stops at certain times. So we can compete. Now, let me get to what I was going to. So next week, which we'll dive into a little bit more uh, in just a second, we got Kentucky. We're traveling to Mississippi State. They're 4-4. Four and four, We're 5-3. and three. We haven't won in Mississippi State in, since 2008. That's tough. Just saying that. We've got uh, number eight right now, Alabama at 7-1, and one, coming to Kentucky. So that's going to be a very tough one. Then we travel to South Carolina, who is two and six. Hopefully that'll be a W for us. And then we finish the season off against Louisville. So well, here's the thing. Mississippi State's four and four. Right, four and four. I mean, they're 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 not a powerhouse by any means. But stat South Carolina wise, beat Mississippi State. Okay, so I I do believe like so. South, you said South Carolina is two and six. I mean, one of their wins was against Mississippi State. Right. Uh, South Carolina's played a pretty tough schedule, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah they they started off with North Carolina and they played Georgia. They've played Tennessee. Tennessee beat South Carolina forty-one to twenty. Um, Florida beat them 41 to 39. I thought South Carolina was going to win that game. Um, Missouri beat them, Texas A&M beat them. I, um, and I get, I agree with you, Jared. Just, just bear yeah, with us. We'll get to that. I think too. that's going to be a good game. Let's look at the, this yeah. next one. Mississippi state. I think it's a winnable game. Yes. We, mm-hmm. we've not done well at Mississippi state. But I believe if you take away from the positives from the Tennessee game, I believe we could go into Mississippi State and come away with a win. Um, and we're only a four-point favor uh, with DraftKings in this matchup on the road. So that we're a four-point favorite? Four-point favorite in this. Well, they actually – now ESPN actually has um, – they have Mississippi State as like a 56% chance to win in Kentucky of 44. Really? Probably because we're there at home. Um, I'm right. sure that's why they're giving them the edge. The Alabama game and the Kentucky game. I'm kind of like Jared. I feel like we've always played Alabama well. I believe we if we could come out, and that's at home, if we could co- if we can beat Mississippi State and we could come out and play a good game against Alabama, 
I believe we could give ourselves a shot to beat them. Here's what I'm going to say. And you hear it here first on Cats Chat Pod, Cats Chat, uh, Leak Tree slash Cats Chat Pod for all of our social medias. If we come out, and because if our offense continue to play like we just did, I think we can beat a lot of more teams than what we should. <clears throat> our defense is a good defense. I don't know what's going on. Past two or three games, I feel like our defense has has had some major hiccups. I'll say that. If we come out and beat Mississippi State, which is possible, 100% possible, and then we go into Alabama, and let's just say since – or they come to us. Let's just say we beat Alabama, okay? Let's just say we do. I better not hear some of these fans coming back over and saying, oh, wow, they've turned it over. I knew them Wildcats could do it. Oh, it's a totally different team. Because here's the thing. If we beat Alabama, to me that erases the Tennessee loss or the Georgia upset as bad of a loss. I say upset, emotionally upset, because we got spanked. But if we beat Alabama and now we are 7-3 and three, and we go in and beat – uh, South Carolina, we're eight and three, and then we go into Louisville, which is a great team right now. But of course, it's ACC, so who knows really how good they are? We could still finish with a nine-win season. We've got all this crap going on complaining, but I know I'm pumping the brakes. I'm not these uh, announcers or commentators that are like, "We're going to win every game." I know we're not supposed to win against Alabama, so take away one. That's eight. Is Kentucky Listen, happy with an eight-win season? We've got, we've got folks saying we're going to lose every game, every game the rest of the season. So well, they already ran it off, and they're like, "We're going." And I'm like, "Well, don't tune in then. I don't want to see you posting about it after the game if we win." So if you're already writing them off, just why are you even watching them? You know, it's just I I live one week at a time, man. Like you know, I just watch each game. Like to me, I want to know what a definition of a fan is. Because, you know, we say the word fans a lot. Like, everyone in Kentucky is bluegrass fan. It's Kentucky or, or bust. But how can you really say you're a fan when you dog your team every time something bad goes on? Like, uh, Andrew, our, our buddy Andrew Lewis, he put on Facebook, hey, I want it to be known when I die that I was a true Oakland Raiders fan through He's the thick and thin for your life. Forever. But he actually loves his team while they're bad. Like, why – do we well, I mean, think it's a how long have we followed the Cincinnati Reds? Do exactly. I'm a Cincinnati Red fan till I die. And I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> if you're a fan, you're gonna follow your team. It doesn't matter. Right. Like with the good like you're and the in it, you think every game you have a chance no matter what, but you gotta be realistic about it. Like, you know, you can't always make your uh, March Madness brackets with Kentucky winning every time. But 95% it's okay. But how can we as fans of Kentucky, the big blue nation, have such, you know, short-term hatred towards our own team? Fans are allowed to be mad at their team. You always want them to win. You just have to let the the sting of the loss run its course. Jared, you're mad of what you've expressed on this episode with us. We agree with. Like, if we're losing games that we shouldn't lose, we need to be upset. But Tennessee is ranked higher than us. And people were bad-mouthing us like, oh, man, I give up. I quit on this team. I ain't watching them again until next season. Because we lost to a higher-ranked team. Oh, we lost to Georgia, too. They ain't lost in two years. Is that fair? Like, what are we expecting of our team to go perfection? Like, 
we can't win every game. And I've said this many times. We're competing so hard with the the, the way that we have to recruit compared to you got Ohio State, Michigan getting dominating the north. You got Georgia, Florida, and Alabama dominating the south. You've got now basically uh who's in the east? uh Clemson who's come down to earth a little bit towards the east coast. Kentucky's in a hard spot where we can try to steal a few players, and if we're getting four stars on a everyday basis, year in, year out, we are doing good. And now, I mean, I don't know if you've heard this, Mark, but Leary possibly could have a six-year eligibility. Really? It was released today that uh, he could file for some type of medical extension where I think he didn't play last year, that he could get rewarded another season. So we could possibly end up with Leary next year. Now, the prior four or five games, I'm going to be honest, I wouldn't want him. But last night or last week, Sunday, Saturday, whatever it was, that would be great to have him for another year and developing with this uh, uh, schematics of offense and everything. So young talent coming in too, though, Cutter Bowley. So if you had a veteran like that being able to help the young guys. Mentor him, absolutely. But I agree, Jared, and of course for the podcast, the listeners later on, he's saying, nah, it's just Tennessee. The two games that matter for Kentucky is Tennessee and Loserville, is what he said. That's the only reason most of us were upset. It's a rival game. I totally get get the rivalry. We get it. But, man, if you were – and I'm not saying this to you, Jared, but if you were one of these kids, young men, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds playing on this team, and you lose to the rivalry team, and all you see all over your social media is this team's horrible. Wow, they're bad. I even seen uh, our, uh talk to you, uh, the, the the commit, Mr. Uh, Robinson, uh, Brian Robinson, I think is his name, that just came to Kentucky. On his social media after the loss, they said, wow, this guy's going to be a washed-up on a washed-up team too. Why don't you go somewhere else? This dude's in high school. Like, wow, what the, what's up with these guys? Well, you remember talking to the Smith twins, too. They mentioned people saying stuff like that. And, I mean, I, I, people are going to be dumb. It just is what it is. It, absolutely. But, Mark, we're up at 45 minutes. I want at least to touch on – yeah, I agree, Jared. That's the only way you can say it. Those fans are embarrassing. They really are. They're not fans. They're just grown men and women trying to find a way that they can act big to other people on a social media behind a screen. So, Mississippi State, we'll run through this kind of quick. As far as the matchup stats, we're a 4.4 favorite in it. Uh, the record's 5-3, and 4-4. Four and four. Uh, It doesn't matter on the spread. Uh, Let's see here. Points per game, we're ranked 49th. They're at 85. We are scoring roughly 31 points to their 25. Uh, uh, Points allowed, we're giving up 25 points to their 26. So that, to me, is our favorite big time. We're scoring more and allowing less points. Total yards, we are usually averaging 363 yards. They're doing 360. I'm sorry, 350. Passing, we're at 218. They're only at 197. Rushing, we're at 145 and took a huge hit to that against the Tennessee game, in my opinion. And they're rushing at 250 or 152, dyslexic, sorry. Yards allowed, we're allowing 363 to their 373. And turnover differential, we're both plus one. So their strength, as far as the uh, stats on yardage, is running. Teams don't really run on us very much. Shows, uh, Jared says Kentucky shows up like they did Saturday. I say Kentucky by 17. There we go. Thank you. There's some positive. 
And I agree with you, Terry. Did you want a safety? Man, he he catch by ninety. Hey, go big or go home, right? So I actually think we're gonna in a run. Yeah, with a run-heavy offense that they seem to play, like that's one of our strengths is we usually can stop the run. Granted, there's plays where they busted out on us against Tennessee, but the everyday run that they were doing, we were stopping them. You know, on passing downs and they ran it, it was tricking us, I think, a little bit. So I, I still like where we're at, you know, you know, the potential what they showed, I guess. You know I don't call games. I, I'm saying we win this game. I feel like. That loss to Tennessee was tough, followed by, you know, with the previous loss to Missouri, which mm-hmm. you win and just fell apart. I look for them to come out and win this game. I do too. I wouldn't be surprised if it was big points because after playing against Tennessee's defense and seeing how fast-paced that is, now that we've seen it, I actually think our defense is going to come out and it's going to seem a little slower that we can have a, a chance to take a breath and actually assess what's going on. Jared said Mississippi State uh, is, or I'm sorry, has now seen Kentucky be dangerous in the air, and they know Davis is a threat on the ground. So they are going to be confused on which to guard for. Absolutely. I think it's going to open up the lanes for Davis again. 100%. Because if Larry can continue what he did for four quarters, there's no way they can put him in the box against us. And I think it's going to be, I'm going to say 42-28. Why not? I'm going to go with you. 48 I mean, I the score, but I look for Kentucky to win. Yeah, sounds good. Mark, I don't know what's going on with my computer, but anymore my battery is like crashing quickly. I'm at 5%. We're at 50 minutes anyways. I think it went very well. I forgot to do this. Let me go ahead and do this. Uh, woohoo! Kentucky and Mississippi State. What we also did not do, let me at least share my screen while you do the, the, the build up for it there, Mark. And I'll get it pulled up. Yeah, we need to go ahead and talk about our SNL concrete player of the game from this past week. And I do believe that's going to have to uh, – we decided, you know, we had a couple different people we looked at. Uh, but I think it's got to go to Devin Leary. He finally came through, had that complete game that we wanted from him. Uh, did some work with his feet. Um, what? I don't know. You've got the last three, but you don't have the most recent one. I sure don't, and I posted it before before I went to church today. But I am going to say it's going to go to Devin Leary. There it is. Um, He had two TDs through the air, 372 yards passing. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt we had to give him. uh, You know, some people said it should have went to Key. I get that. Um, um, I, I know Key had a really good game, but I feel like this was kind of a breakthrough game for Leary. Uh, spread the and, ball around. He had a phenomenal game. And, I mean, any other time, if Leary had had a couple of good games, it would have went to Key. Because, you know, yes. we gave it to uh, – who was it we gave it to before? Um, wide receiver. Did we give it to wide receiver? Was it Tavion Robinson? Yeah, one of them had a really good game early on. I don't remember who it was, but – I think he had I'm two touchdowns. Gonna- I can – yeah, no, it's all right. But our SNL solid player of the game has to go to Mr. Devin Leary. Um, I could have swore we gave it to a wide receiver at one point. But maybe not. Maybe it's before I was anyway, posting it. Uh, we got to thank Mr. Jason Hill for sponsoring our SNL 
concrete, solid player of the game. You can contact him at 273-1144 for any of your sidewalks, driveways, garage floors, patios, and more. Give them yes. a call. Uh, 25 years experience serving the Eastern Kentucky, parts of Tennessee, and Virginia as well. Thank you so much, this Mr. Jason. Great guy, too. So. Really is. Love talking fishing with him. But uh, my thing is with that is, you know, I already got a comment on there that it should have been Key. Key absolutely deserving it. I even put on there we were discussing which two. But I feel like Dane Key doesn't have the breakout if Leary doesn't have the breakout. So that's why we went to Leary this time. Hopefully, Key can match up or, or repeat, and it'll go to him as well. And hopefully, we get him on the show as well. And you can well, even vouch for this. I actually did say I almost feel like we could give it to both of them. Yeah, you did. I said you, did. I said you could give it to both, but yeah. All right, guys, that wraps up our show for this week. I'm on two percent, so we're going to try to speed it up a little bit. Uh, I think it's all my lots. I've got too much stuff plugged into the computer and it drains it. But uh, next week we do have a special guest. Can't wait to have her on here with us. It's one of our Bell County natives, uh, Kentucky standout for uh, basketball as well, but it's Macy Morris. She and Kyle Morris will be in Bell Kyle County. Uh, de- what did Kyle I say, Kyle Mace. Morris? Wow. And I think Michael may have his computer dying at the moment because he is froze on my screen. I don't know if I'm froze or not, but it is uh, Macy Morris and Kyle Macy are having a, they are going to be having a, um, it's like a basketball camp. She's going to come on and talk about that in December. So they're going to come on and talk about that. So Jared said, Michael just died. So you guys are stuck with me for the rest of this show. Uh, Michael's battery finally went dead. I always keep mine on charge the whole time I'm on just in case, cause I never know what's going to happen, but, uh, she's going to come on and talk about that. I'm not sure if Macy's going to join or not. Uh, guess we'll find out. I don't know how that's going to work, but, uh, we, we hope that you guys can tune in and join us for that one. So we appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. Uh, we want to, uh, sorry that Michael's, Michael's computer went and died on him. Um, but the good news is we'll be back next week. We'll be trying to talk about everything. I'm going to be honest. I tell him I struggle on here talking just about the game only. I, I love getting to interview people, just meet different people. I have a lot of fun with it. So i uh, be glad to have another special guest on next week. But, you know, you can find Michael at all of the, the normal Facebook and everything that he talks about. Uh, you can find me at mlawson Fifteen. Uh, on Instagram, or I'm sorry, not on Instagram, at mlawson15 on X. On Instagram, you can find me at Big Daddy Lawson. You can find me on Facebook at Mark Lawson. So uh, I don't think we're going to be able to do our outro tonight because it's on Michael's computer, and apparently his computer's not working anymore. So uh, just as we always say, guys, remember three things. Love God, love others, love Kentucky sports. We hope and pray each of you have a great evening, and God bless.